Welcome to the Quite Audacious Podcast with Amanda Swiger. I am a self-made, rebellious and bold, multi-six-figure wedding and boudoir photographer with a deep belief that doing things my own way is why I've been so successful. I'm now taking that love of audacious, rebel-minded thinking and helping other photographers build the lives and businesses that they're in love with, all while still working with clients and taking you along for the ride. No topic is off limits here, so expect a lot of honest conversations, in-the-moment riffs, business and life advice, tough love, and of course, talking with you about all the ways you can work with me and to create the life that you've been dreaming of. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get into it, y'all. Hello, and welcome to the very first podcast episode of Quite Audacious. It is very funny to be looking at myself on a Zoom screen recording this podcast episode because we will be also eventually putting these on YouTube. Um, but I am I am just so incredibly excited to be jumping into a brand new business venture, a brand new um I don't know, I guess uh reinvention of what Amanda Swiger has been about. And I wanted to kind of take this very first podcast episode and give you a little introduction into who I am, what I'm about, all the things. Um, so hopefully uh this is something fun for you. If you are someone who has no idea who the hell I am, uh welcome. I'm so glad you are here. And um, I think this is going to be the start of my favorite chapter of my life as an entrepreneur. Uh, I am claiming that, putting that out into the universe. I think um, being somebody who is putting out educational content is going to be uh, terrifying. It has been terrifying for the last uh, 16 months of kind of slowly working on a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. Uh, so getting it out into the world feels so cool and so exciting, um, but also just a little bit terrifying. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to own that from the jump here. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of do with this podcast was to have some of the audacious conversations that I wish I would have had access to when I first started my photography business. Um, I started my career in December of 2011 with a basically Canon kit camera, um, doing, photos of anything and everything um, people would let me photograph. I photographed uh, friends of mine in college. I photographed the little girl I was nannying at the time. Uh, anything, everything that I could possibly do when it came to getting somebody in front of my camera, that was where I wanted to be. Um, the work was terrible, uh, but you know what? People loved it. Uh, I booked my very first wedding in 2012 and I photographed, uh, I think it was nine weddings that year. Might've been 10. It's been a long time. So I, I kind of forget. Um, and then, you know, I, I had a, a little business name. My business name was New Roots Photography. Uh, if you stick around here long enough, you're going to find out that I have a little bit of a love affair with Latin and root words. Um, I studied that in college. It was part of my college education. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I was like, I wanted something that was going to provide me with some new roots. <laughs> Quite literal there, but you know, uh, it sounded good. No one had used it. So I was like, boom, there's a business name. And thus I became a quote unquote photographer. Uh, I spent the next three years kind of, um, bambling about, if I'm honest, trying this, working a lot of part-time jobs. I worked 
Um, well, I guess in the very beginning of that I worked as a um, social worker, which was very exciting. Um, I was not was not the job for me. Found that out a few ways. Um, and then in January of 2018, I became a full time wedding photographer. Um, at least that's what I de defined myself as back then. Um, and so I quit all of my other jobs, all of the side hustles I had going on and decided to pursue photography as my only source of income. Um, I also got married in 2014, which is probably in part what kind of prompted me to pursue this as my job. Um, my wife, well, my fiance at that point, uh, was pretty vocal about the idea that she thought I needed to be putting all of my time and energy into this business and that I had a career in it. She is incredibly encouraging um, and believes in me oftentimes more than I do. And I love her to absolute pieces. Um, and so, uh, we got, we got married in the spring of 2014 and I changed the name of the business from New Roots Photography to Swagger Photography because, um, I changed my last name to hers, which was very exciting. Um, there's a whole backstory to me having to take a long ass time to actually change my name. Changing the business name was super easy. Changing my name was a little bit harder, but that is a story maybe for another podcast episode if anyone wants to hear it. Um, I made my first uh, six figures a few years down the line, but really struggled um, kind of from 2014 to 2020 with consistently bringing in the amount of money I was looking for and the amount of clients I wanted and the type of clients I wanted. Um, in 2017, I started offering boudoir. Um, I had done a little bit of it, dabbled a little bit back in like 2011, 2012, and decided that it was something I wanted to go back into and do. Um, and I did a marathon shoot at a local boutique hotel in Philadelphia. And as they say, the rest was history. Uh, I fell in love. Um, and it was the best ever. Um, Unfortunately for me, the high was a little short-lived. Um, I had to kind of figure out how to make boudoir fit in my business. Um, something you're going to hear about on this podcast episode is kind of the actual numbers and the start of my boudoir brand, but I kind of want to give you a little bit of an overview of that. I'm going to do a whole podcast episode breaking down my studios and costs and all those things because I wish I would have known what it was going to cost going into it because it was a lot more than I thought. Um, so I opened my very first boudoir studio in November of 2017 and closed it 10 days later. Um, if you can see this photo hanging over my shoulder, if you're watching the replay on YouTube, um, I had Jordan take this photo of me the day we moved out of my space. I'm going to try not to cry talking about it. Um, but it was one of the most pivotal moments in my career because I knew with every fiber in my being that I wanted a space and I did not see how that was going to be possible without saying yes to this boudoir space. Um, but I also knew that this was not the space for me. So I left not knowing where I was going next. Um, and the universe has a way uh, when we trust ourselves of showing us the next step. Um, and so I opened my second studio late of December of 2017, just I think it was about six weeks later um, in uh, my own space. The original space was shared with a couple other photographers and that was just not the vibe for me. Um, and so I had the second space that was all mine um, in a part of Philadelphia that is um, maybe not 
a great place to have a studio, but we we worked with it. And um, I loved that Jasper studio so much. Um, it was the first thing of mine that I really felt like it was mine. Um, the first time in my career in business where I had chosen Amanda and my dreams in kind of a blind believing sort of way. Uh, when I kind of took the leap into doing photography full-time, I did so with a pretty full calendar. Um, I mean, now that money would seem like nothing, but back in 2014, I was like, oh no, I've matched my, you know, waitressing salary. Boom, let's go. Um, but when I took on a studio, it was a, it was a pretty blind leap of faith that this was something that was right for me. Um, and it was an adventure. It's been an adventure. So since 2017, I have had five different studio spaces and I've been at my current space for about two years now. Um, and I love it. I'm in a high rise building in Philadelphia. Uh, my, all of my windows overlook center city. So I have all the skyscrapers right up my window. Clients love it. It's great for photos. Um, and every time I walk into that space, I'm just a little bit floored that this is the life I get to have. Um, so I, I love that space and, uh, I love that I've gotten to work with hundreds of clients, um, in the last 12 years, uh, hundreds of wedding clients and hundreds of boudoir clients. And, uh, I just feel insanely grateful. Um, my method has always been following my own intuition uh, as much as I've allowed myself. And by that, I mean, I generally haven't believed, believed in doing things a certain way. Um, and I credit a lot of my success to that. I think that knowing that I could, there were other options and other ways to do things and being willing to explore what those were is why I have had the financial success that I've had. Um, but that's also not to say that I have not had massive struggles with imposter syndrome and doubt and other people's voices being stuck in my head saying really shitty things and that those things haven't slowed me down um, because it for sure has. It for sure has. Um, I have a few upcoming podcasts for you on the ways um, some of those things have shown up for me in my decision-making process and how I felt like I needed to do certain things to be successful. But from the start of this podcast, I want you to know that I have been equal parts rebel and fearful. Uh, I think it's important to be honest. Um, there are so many things if I would have stopped to think, stopped and thought about how I could do it differently. Um, or just thought that maybe I didn't have to do things one way or thought that, you know, because I'd be quote bad at it because I didn't know what I was doing, that that mattered. Um, maybe my business would be in a different place now than it is in the sense that I, you know, maybe I would be even more successful. Um, but the biggest thing for me is that I've realized that leaning into Amanda and what she wants and following my gut and instinct and having the ability to trailblaze my own path has made me a lot more money than trying to do things the way other people do them. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I just kind of wanted to give you that as a little bit of a starting place for who I am. Um, and that, you know, the more that I've believed that things were possible for me, the more they've happened for me. Um, so, uh, and on some personal notes, since people love knowing things about other people, uh, I figured to give you a little bit of a personal deep dive on some of the things in my world, because you're sure going to hear about my personal life on this podcast. I mentioned before that I got married in 2014. My wonderful wife, Jordan, and I had only been dating for six months before we said I do. Um, it was like six months and seven days, if you are actually curious. Um, it, and obviously that caused a lot of 
feelings amongst a lot of people in my world. Um, I had not come out to my parents as being gay um, until November, so about a month after we'd been dating, um, and knew that kind of I was not going to have their support and honestly knew that most of our friends were not going to be very supportive because Jordan and I had been friends prior to uh, getting married uh, and getting engaged and getting together. And a lot of people, you know, felt like our relationship moved too fast. Um, we never cheated, nothing like that. Um, but we were, we were really good friends. And both of us knew that if we wanted this relationship to work, um, or if we wanted to be friends on the other side, if this relationship didn't work, we were going to kind of need to very quickly decide, was this just a fling or was this marriage material? And obviously nine years later, it was marriage material. Um, it was an absolute whirlwind. We planned our entire wedding in 74 days and a thousand dollar budget. Don't recommend doing things that way, but at the same time, I would not change it for the world. Um, I love my life with her. And, um, I told her when we got engaged that I wanted a life that was crazy and, um, that, that I have delivered on for her. <laughs> um, Jordan is a IBEW, a local 98 electrician. If you have no idea what all of those letter means, it basically means that she is a union electrician, uh, working in Philadelphia. She runs some of the largest jobs in Philadelphia, and then sometimes is kind of doing other smaller jobs, depending on what her boss has for her. Um, I think she is a badass and um, a little bit attractive to boot, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, we got married in Delaware 32 days before it was legalized in our home state of Pennsylvania um, because gay marriage was not legal in PA. Um, and then it took another year before it was legalized nationwide. And that is definitely something that has had a big impact on how I view my LGBTQ weddings. And um, you will not find me at one where I don't get teary-eyed because I just, I understand how it feels to have gotten married prior to our country recognizing that my love is the same as anybody else's. Uh, and if you don't like that, um, I would just maybe suggest unfollowing this podcast because I'm, I'm gay as fuck. I also love the word fuck. So if that offends you too, maybe don't subscribe to this podcast because um, I don't know. There's just something about the word fuck. It's my favorite word. Um, <laughs> so maybe you'll love that. Maybe you'll hate that. I, I don't know, but that's that's honest. Uh, and you'll definitely be getting honesty on this podcast. Um, I grew up in a conservative Christian family and spent three years at a biblical university outside of Philadelphia before uh, pursuing my own business. Um, that has some stories. I'm I'm sure in some capacity that will come to play on the podcast, but um, it definitely shaped who I am in both beautiful ways and horrific ways. Um, my parents have struggled immensely with um, me being gay and aren't super thrilled about the boudoir and gay wedding work that I do. Um, in positive news, I do have a younger sister named B who I adore. And um, I hope to maybe wrangle her into doing a podcast episode with me. Um, I just think that would be so fun. Brittany has helped me with a bunch of my weddings. Um, and it's just been the most supportive little sister I could ask for. Uh, and I, I just love her so much. I am a plus-sized babe who has struggled with her body as an adult, and the older I get, the less I care. Um, I am living all the way into my I don't give a fuck phase of life. Um, this body lets me live 
an incredible life. Um, but it is definitely something that has made things a little complicated. Um, and definitely, you know, between that and being queer, there are definitely some things that I've struggled with there. And I'm sure those things will make an appearance or be talked about on this podcast. Um, my wife and I have three dogs and I'm sure they will also make unwanted appearances on this podcast. Um, we have a 11 ish year old Chihuahua Corgi mutt mix named Fergie. Um, she is kind of one of the OGs. Uh, Jordan had to put down her 17 year old lab about a year and a half after we'd gotten married. And she was like, I want a big dog. I wanted like a coppery color dog because I want to name it Fergie because that's what the slang for copper wire is on an electrical job. So like F-U-R-G-I-E, not F-E-R-G-I-E. So not like the singer. Um, And she found this little chihuahua at the back of a shelter and they bonded immediately and love each other very much. Fergie tolerates me. <laughs> And then over the summer, we added a standard Newfie Poo, which is a Newfoundland poodle mix um, named Alphaba or Elfie after Wicked. Um, and she will be uh, pretty big. She'll probably be about 100 pounds. And then uh, right after Christmas, we added Josie Joy, which is our mini Newfie Poo. Uh, she'll probably only be like 25 or 30 pounds. Um, and so she's only three months old. And is the cutest dog. Um, our life is absolute chaos now with three dogs, but I would not have it any other way. I, I love it. Um, to give you a little overview of what my life looks like right now, I have 17 weddings on the books for 2023, which is a significant, significant decrease um, from what the last five years uh, have looked like. And I have about five on the books for next year. I have 31 boudoir sessions booked for this year, um, as well as I think we're at four boudoir sessions for next winter. Um, and then that would make my calendar pretty much full for 2023. Um, I'll probably take like another five to 10 boudoir sessions and maybe another wedding. Um, but for the most part, uh, my 2023 is pretty packed. Um, I also kind of think that one of the things I wanted to give you as a little bit of an overview is some finance, money things. I think that we keep a lot of that under wraps um, for photographers that are making over six figures and fuck that. Um, so just to kind of give you a little bit of breakdown, we are sitting at $22,000 cash into the business as in contracts that have been paid as of the recording of this podcast, which was February 14th. You'll be getting it up probably a week or two later. So that number is probably a little bit higher. Um, and that is money that has been paid to the business since January 1st. And then we are on just a little bit under $28,000 in addition to that $22,000 for um like things that have been booked for this year, so whether that is wedding retainers, boudoir retainers. Um, I'm so sorry, whether that's wedding um, totals or like they've already paid their retainer, which was probably in that $22,000 and their wedding is the rest of this year or same thing with boudoir. Um, so we're, we're about 45 days into the new year and we're sitting just a few hundred dollars shy of $50,000, which um, is incredible. Uh, I, I really love getting into the numbers of things and tracking my income. Another theme you'll probably hear a lot on this podcast, um, and in my work in general. So, uh, hopefully 
that is inspiring to you. Um, I don't ever want to talk about money in a way that's braggy. Um, but I am very proud of the business I've built. And I want to be honest about what the actual process of having a business and the kind of money I'm making looks like. For all my folks out there that are um, into all the things, I am a Pisces sun, a Leo rising, and an Aquarius moon. Um, I'm very much a realist, if you can't tell, based off those things. And I am somebody who needs to be in their integrity to feel like I am in a good place in my life. Um, personally, the Pisces part is the one that I don't quite get. I feel like I'm a little bit more fire than that, but that's okay. Um, I've mixed feelings on the Enneagram. Um, but Jordan is very much an Enneagram eight. So if you know anything about eights, she is that to a T. Um, I really have struggled with what my Enneagram would be. All of the tests I've taken have given me mixed results. When I read the books, also mixed results. So that's maybe a podcast for down the line. I'd love to find somebody who knows all the things about the Enneagram. And if that's you and you want to be on this podcast, let a girl know, because I would love to dive into that. I think it's fascinating. Um, and then for human design, I'm a manifesting generator. So if you have no idea what that means, uh, it's new to me. I really don't quite understand what it means either, but it's been fascinating learning a little bit about that. Uh, I love cooking, making cocktails and baking. Um, Jordan and I are people who would much rather stay in than go out. I am a podcast hoe. I love podcasts. I love listening to them, which is why I was like, I got to make one. This just feels like the right next move for me. Um, I also really love makeup and skincare. Um, I am in no way a professional, but I, I love watching TikTok videos on makeup. I love buying makeup, probably a little too much sometimes, but it makes me really happy. Um, red wines aged in bourbon barrels are my favorite thing, probably outside of my wife and my dogs. Um, I love, I just, not that I drink them a lot, but I just, I love them. That's, that is one of my favorite things. Um, and my days always start with Nespresso. Um, I love coffee. Coffee is delicious. I love making lattes. It's kind of like making cocktails, except for the morning. Um, so hopefully that gives you just a little bit of who you have signed up for in listening to this podcast. Uh, if you have questions, my DMs on Instagram are open. You can find me under at the Amanda Swiger, and I would love to chat with you or hear anything else you'd like to know, and I can make a future podcast episode on it. And in the same way, if there are things that you as maybe a photographer listening to this would love to hear me talk about, let me know. Um, I will be saying a lot of things that are aimed at photographers or entrepreneurs, but I also probably will be having some episodes that are just really about life um, and kind of all of the different things. Uh, so we'll also be having two different formats of podcasts, longer episodes like this one, where I really have the time to dive into a topic a little bit longer. And then we'll also be having some episodes I am calling quickies because it's cheeky and I love it. Um, and they are just a little bit more of a short po uh, format podcast where you're just getting me off the cuff with no real plan. Um, and just something I want to kind of go on a little riff about. So you're gonna be seeing some of those coming up as well. Um, but my overall goal with this podcast is to share some of the knowledge that I have learned in this career. Um, there, there are things that I wish I would have known um, and to maybe make you think about things in your career in a different light and to encourage you, honestly, to pursue uh, whatever vision it is you have for yourself. And if you have no idea what that vision is, to maybe help get you started on figuring out 
what it is you want from this life and you, you want from your business. Um, so my, my hope is not to give you too much fluff um, and, you know, be here just to kind of sell you on things. I obviously will tell you about ways you can work with me um, if you want to be involved in my world. Uh, I have a ton of educational resources, some of that which are dropping on March 6th, which is super exciting. Um, we have a whole content library of things planned for you for this year, several upcoming programs, all kinds of stuff uh, for 2023. And I am sure I will just keep coming up with new ideas. My poor um, co-captain in this, Tiffany, uh, she's my videographer. She's done a lot of the video work for some of the things we have in the pipeline. And she gets my like daily messages of like, what about this? And what if we did this? So, uh, I have no shortage of ideas of content for y'all both, um, for some of my paid platforms. And then also some of the free content, because I want to be somebody, um, that can give you enough value to change your life with just my free content, because I, you know, I know what it's like to be at a place in your business where you don't have the money to invest. And, uh, I want to, I want to help those people out. And then if you want a little bit more, um, of a personalized approach or more in depth in those things, I obviously will have some incredible resources that I can point you to as well. So if this sounds like fun, uh, I hope you will hit that follow button, um, and follow this podcast. We'll be coming at you with weekly content and, um, I'm just excited. This feels like a long time coming. I have had this quite audacious podcast name for almost a year now. Um, and to see this getting published feels like a dream come true. And I am just over the moon that you are going to come along with this, you know, with me on this journey. So, uh, thank you for being here and, uh, stay a little wild and crazy friends. Let's, let's shake up the photography industry. Let's shake up your life. Let's, uh, let's shift how things are. Let's, be a little bit rebellious. Let's be a lot more audacious. Yeah, let's be a lot more audacious. Till next time, friends.